Hello, my name is Shane, and my pronouns are he, him, and she, her. And my name is Michael, and my pronouns are he and him. And welcome to the Elephant in the Closet. This is episode two. The name of the episode is The Aftermath. Yes, uh, this is our our second episode of our podcast. Um, it's all about our journey together as um, an, a, a post-evangelical pastor, and that's me. And, and as a queer nephew of his, and how this has changed our worlds. Yeah, and we have a goal every for every episode, and it's that we... We are learning to proudly love who we are. And we're learning to love others inside and out the way that, it, that they and we deserve to be loved. And learning how to love from the one who created us in the first place. Today's content is really, it's about your coming out story. Yeah. And so with the story today, um, we will be talking, you know, about my coming out story. And this might get a little bit heavier. And for those who have had some trauma in the past of coming out, um, I would just want you to be in a safe place when listening to this and mm-hmm. have an, an open, open ear for this. And also... Um, for those who have experienced any form of spiritual or uh, religious abuse, you might hear some of that or some form of that. We're not going to dive too deep into it, but it is something that that was present. And if you've got kids, we're not going to say anything inappropriate, but we do want you to know that you might want to listen to this episode first before playing it for them. Yeah, they can't see me nod my head. <laughs> no, they can't. He's he is nodding his head furiously. <laughs> just so you, just so you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since I'm going to be doing a lot of the talking, you might as well ask the question. I will. I will. Um, let's just start where the drama starts, right? Let's oh. just start where the chaos starts. Perfect. It was probably around 2000. 2000- birth? <laughs> okay. Yes. So around 2012, um, at that time, I was working at a, um, a fairly large church in the mm-hmm. area, and specifically within children's ministry. And I'd been there for a few years, and we had this really great team that we had built. Yeah. Right? Those years were, they were great. They were fun. To this day, nothing. I've had very few compared to to those uh, those years. I had basically every weekend for a few years had gone up to Flint and picked you up and brought you with me and brought you to church with me. And then eventually Mm -hmm. you moved down to this area too. I did. So every Sunday was i mean our lives revolved around going to church setting up the program teaching the kids you were even in charge of an entire group of volunteers and teachers like i I loved that that was so much fun and watching people engage with kids and learning how to be better at engaging with them and it was wonderful to see people and reach out and pull out their gifts that they never knew that they had yeah and you have a way of bringing that out of people. And you're so creative. Listen, y'all, I hope someday you can see the pictures of what this guy would do. So I would give him I would, the Sunday morning, we, we walk into the building because we rented out and we rented out schools. So we'd have to set everything up from scratch. I'd be like, oh, this is the set for the weekend. Here's a box of random stuff. Can you make something out of this? And he would create these crazy elaborate sets. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how you did that, but you'd create a beach scene 
from just a couple of rolls of fabric and a sled that you turned into a clam somehow. You know, you just do weird stuff like that, right? I mean, that wasn't a sign for you, the interior oh, uh, designer. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. Well, there were a lot of signs. We already talked about that last week. But yeah, that was that was how Sunday went. Like we had this wonderful, great team, um, great friendships that we had. The kids mm-hmm. loved you, and you were such a great teacher. And then on top of that, like not only are you my family, like you were you were my right hand person. Yeah, you know, you like. Everybody knew you carried the same weight that I did, you know, yeah. you, because you had the ability and the care and the creativity. And it, it was wonderful. I loved doing it. It was something that I was very passionate about. But yeah, so I, I had that role in like with us, not only would you pick me up uh, either the day of, but you would sometimes pick me up like on that Friday and I would mm-hmm. spend Saturday and Sunday. And so we would hang out and we would have a lot of fun we'd watch movies like we bonded a lot growing mm-hmm. up like we were more than just like um just uncle and nephew it was more of like we were brothers yeah and for those who didn't catch that the last or who didn't get the last episode if you want to go back we kind of explained that more like what our family look work like but we were best friends you know and yeah. it, even though you're a couple of years younger than me like that's just how it was and sundays were my favorite day of the week mm-hmm Mine too. Because <laughs> it was fun. We just had fun. With all of that being said, uh, there was uh, <laughs> there was a moment for me. I was I was in school. Uh, it was a senior year for me. Yeah. And um, I was just about ready to go to prom with with a friend of mine, a really close friend. They are fantastic, a wonderful human being. Um, I asked them to prom and they said yes and I could a little bit tell that they were like yes but just yes as friends and I was like well maybe this might be something maybe this might be the one that changes because they were perfect in every way oh that changes you yes (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how that happens um I think that they definitely knew <laughs> something so. was a little I think so. queer about me. We all did. It's okay. <laughs> so I watched this TV show with Fran Drescher uh, called Happily Divorced. Are you familiar with it at all? Uh, no. Um, really? I, I just watched the pilot and it's supposed to be funny. Terrifying for me. And I watched it and that was the moment it clicked. Uh, it was a comedy show about her and um, the guy that she was married to. They were sleeping in bed together, and he wakes up uh, 30 years of marriage, and he goes, honey, I'm gay. And it's them getting a divorce, but, like, they're still best friends, and, like, she's helping him, like, be happy with who he is, and he's still, like, involved in her life, and it's supposed to be really happy. That was something that absolutely terrified me, and that was the moment when I realized, I'm going to do that to somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. It was terrifying because not only did I see somebody who I could, um, because whoever I was going to marry, it was going to be somebody who I love, but not in love. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I might have kids with them. And not only would I be lying to them, to the kids, but I'd be lying to myself. And I'd be lying to myself for years. And I would also be lying to the one who proudly created me. Mm -hmm. um and that really really shook me and that was a moment when i knew it was like i am not changing um i am like up up until this point had you had hope that oh that you would 
you would find a gal that you loved and you were like, oh, yeah, no, this is, you know, I can make this work. Is that what you're, yeah. What um, was your thought behind that? So my thought was, uh, <laughs> you can pray it away. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, if you pray hard enough and you really concentrate on God's love, God really will change you. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to heal you from this, um, the sickness that you have and that it is something that God will take away. It's a thorn in your flesh. Ah, yes. Um, and that it's something that you will always have to live with and you have to bear every single day. God didn't want you to have it. Even though you have it, he doesn't want you to have it and he doesn't want you to act on that. Yeah. And that really does mess with you. I can't imagine. Even as a kid for me, like we talked about last week, was just with the No More Mermaids thing. And that, like, that just progressed in time like i had to i love to dance um and the only way to get me to dance like my mom wanted me to go into dancing too the only way that she can convince my dad to let me dance was well you know football players they used to be in ballet (laughs) and my dad's like oh yeah that's right oh yeah my son's taking ballet because he's gonna be a football star like and here i am football 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 yay (laughs) maybe on the sidelines (laughs) (laughs) Go, my favorite sports team, go! <laughs> What's that, like, the Chicago Wings? I don't know. You know what gets me about this, though? You're a senior. Yes. In high school. Mm-hmm. All of this is weighing on you. On top of everything else you have to deal with as a senior. Most people probably don't even understand. I don't even understand what that weight is like. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Not only, like, with, with other things that we we're not even getting into at that time but like with me being homeschooled for a while Mm -hmm. and then going to a christian school Mm -hmm. and my education was not (laughs) it was not the best a little subpar (laughs) to say the least (laughs) yes and not Um, every you know not every homeschool situation or you know christian school situation is like that but mm -hmm. for what you had for what you went through yeah well homeschooling is not you know now it's normal (laughs) <laughs> sorry that was a bad joke but i can say it because oh, i was old school no we can cut that out <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> anyway so that, that's on after you went to prom um you still got up early and came to church i mean mm-hmm. this show's dedication i don't know many seniors i don't know many high schoolers in general that will get up the morning after prom at like five in the morning mm-hmm. and go to church i don't know oh, yeah yeah you're the only one i know that did that we had our sunday morning do our normal program. I think it's just a normal day. Pack up everything, get back into my vehicle, and start heading home. And that's when you say, <laughs> "Michael, I'm gay." <laughs> I, I, I remember telling you. I don't remember exactly how I said it, but um, I remember I let you know that it doesn't matter how many times I pray mm-hmm. that I am going to be like this and it it terrified me because i didn't know what that was going to be like even though you were my best friend like this is i was terrified of what that was gonna do because like either way after watching that show i just knew either i was gonna be (laughs) i was gonna be celibate and never be with anybody and just be you know (laughs) <laughs> nothing in again, general again high school senior, <clears throat> high school senior thinking this a life of celibacy a life of no relationship a life of 
Yeah, and like, let's talk about that. We're not talking just about kids. Turn away. <laughs> We're not talking just about sex. Right. With with straight couples, like, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Other than sex, what defines you and Elizabeth's uh, relationship? So many things. Oh, interesting. So, <laughs> I mean, like, like, that's just a small part of what our relationship is. It's a great part, but it's it's just a small part of what our relationship is based on and our, our memories we have together and the things that we share. I mean, the, the small things that I'm sure we probably take for granted that don't even cross our mind. Yeah. And just, you don't even think about, that's something that, um, if it was kind of switched, like somebody was telling you that you are you and your spouse you have to separate and not be together and then it's like that is that's bizarre to even think about like mm. you'd be like i'm sorry who are you to tell me that mm. but yet that's something that i had to to face that i was never gonna have what you and elizabeth have and it wasn't a free will thing for me it was more of like a well i have to honor god and god doesn't like me we are like he wants to give me the most trying life i have to really honor him because like he he gave me a really hard thing and i i have to commit to that and that is really damaging to even think about also that is not who my papa is if you're not familiar the word i use for god is papa that's from the shack mm -hmm. great book great movie yeah he's a fantastic theologian Mm -hmm. So again, I just want to keep highlighting this as someone who has worked with students for, you know, 16 plus years now to think that as a high school senior, this is what was weighing on you and and that you were still willing to have the bravery to to tell me that it just blows my mind. That's courage that most people will never experience because you knew everything would change. Yeah. Well, this wasn't our first time having this conversation. <laughs> no, no, we, it wasn't because <laughs> we'd had it many times. In the years before. I mean, our family life was chaotic yeah, at times. Because I, I thought it was gay. But yeah. this was the difference was, I am gay. Right. That was the big difference is like, oh no, he ain't changing. Everything up until then, too, like almost textbook. Like the responses yeah. that mm -hmm. I gave, you know, that I had. Because mm -hmm. I was just pulling from what I knew and what I was told. And, you know, if you just pray, if you just trust, things will change. And you're, in, in, in your experience, that's not the case. So af after you told me, do you remember how I responded? <laughs> remind me. You want me to remind you? Because yeah. I don't think it was as positive as I'm thinking. Oh, no, no. It was not positive. <laughs> it, it was not. Like I was, I remember I was, I was sad. More than anything else, I was sad. And not because you were saying, not because you had just told me you were gay. I was sad because I knew what was coming next. I think that was the thing, like, because I had told you multiple times, just wait. Remember, that was like my phrase. When yeah. We would talk about this when you were young. Again, going off of what I knew or what I was taught, like, just wait, okay? You're you're not going to know who you are until you're, like, 25, and that's when your brain stops developing, like, all this stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I, I remember that. Yeah. And, and I was like, just just wait, you know? And I also, like, I, I, I just knew once you spoke it out loud that doesn't come back like that doesn't go back in so this is where actually the this is where the visual of the elephant in the closet comes from yes because you know you're 
in the closet. We're trying to keep the door closed, and we're telling you, no, go back in for a little bit longer. Just please, just go back in. And at that point, it wasn't even like, I didn't want you to be. It's because I knew the hell you were going to have to go through. And I knew you had this community that had been built up. And I knew that the moment you came out publicly, you would no longer be able to serve. You would no longer be able to use your gifts. Because the only thing that you would be allowed to do from then on was to what? Be a door greeter or hand out bagels and coffee from behind a table. I'm thinking of all the gifts and mm-hmm. skill sets you had. And I knew you're also a teenager. You're just growing. You're still discovering who you were. Like, I just knew this was going to be like a crater going off. And you were the first one in our family. Like, and we come from a very traditional family. Like, just all of this stuff was swirling. So when I told you to wait, it was like, I was like, I just don't want that pain to come. I don't want, you know, I don't want you to, I don't want to hit you. And then when you told me that you were gay, I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, you know what happens next. Yeah. Like, I remember that, and it's it's wonderful to see, like, where we are now. Yeah. Um, but I am going to make this this also clear for, for those who are listening. When you think back in these moments, um, it is going to be hard. And you're going to remember things that hurt. And that's okay. But there is so much progress that's happened. And that relationship, it's not only fixed for us. It, 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 it's strengthened. And it's... It's flourished, but we, but we had to weed away some of the, the bad weeds that were that were growing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard because I'm I'm remembering certain things that's happened, and this is like this is a huge moment in my in my life because like this was my family, this was my community. You were my best friend. You are still my best friend, but for people who who don't know, like that ripping does something. Mm-hmm. It does something really deep. It takes a long time to heal from that. Yeah. Especially when you are alone. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more in the future. Mm-hmm. We actually, one of our upcoming episodes is going yeah. to be pro- focused just on the aftermath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Not just with the church, uh, with our relationship, family dynamics, um, with me as a church worker, still trying, yeah. to, tr- still trying to figure out what the next steps are. And gosh, I would love for you to describe what your relationship with God would give us a quick brief description of what your relationship with, with God was like afterwards. You know how I, I talk about Papa. Mm-hmm. Um, Papa is a, like a God for me. She is amazing. They are wonderful. And when I didn't have anybody and I was completely alone, that was the first time I truly saw who Papa was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so, so angry and i had a right to be angry we don't like to talk about that like well you have no right to be angry actually i did i had a huge right to be angry everyone in my life just decided to just pick up and go away my church my family disowned me divorced me left me alone and family members a trigger warning are looking at me as if i'm a pedophile now because i came out of the closet and that's the word they associate me with Mm -hmm. do you know what that does and yet even then i couldn't be selfish and be angry and that was 
I was so angry because I went into this one church because that was the one rule I had. I could still stay at home, but I had to find a church. And I went to this one church and I just felt like everyone was just looking at me in the back. Like, who in the world is this? Like, who, who is this sitting here? What's their story? And I, I, I could just feel it. And I, I was so angry. I was walking outside. I remember yelling at God and saying, this hurts. This hurts so much. And I felt her tell me, I hope it hurts. Now you know what it's like for them. They've been told a lie their whole entire life. They've been told, I don't love them. I didn't create them for who they are. Tell them I love them. They need you to know, like tell the world that I love them, that I'm proud of who they are. That was something that was the first interaction I've ever had was that deep with Papa, where I, I felt it was the first time I was ever accepted. But the funny thing was, is I've been accepted the whole entire time by them. It was the first time I was able to see. God has been there the whole entire time. And they have loved me fiercely and have been proud of me every single step of the way. And that that's something that's very hard to still wrap around. Mm-hmm. And I have to be reminded. And that that's okay to also be reminded. And you need to hear that validation from others. And also validate yourself. Because... These lies that we've been told our whole entire life, they don't go away, right? When we start to see, oh yeah, no, I am proud of myself. And you have to be prepared to tell yourself again, I am proud of myself. I am who I am. It doesn't matter what they say. And I love who I am. And I know that God loves me for who I am. Mm-hmm. So something I, I I tell her grandma, or my grandma, your mom, mm a lot and if the Mona Lisa could talk and the Mona Lisa is just like I hate my smile I hate my hair today like Da Vinci did such a bad job (laughs) like and all the paintings are like have you lost your mind do you know how much you're worth Jeffrey Bezos couldn't afford you (laughs) (laughs) he might he might Mm -hmm. the most famous painting criticizing its painter yeah that's something that we do to ourselves all the time and we do to others criticizing a beautiful work of art and it's not vain to see yourself and know that you are created beautifully see the gifts that the creator gave you because they are wonderful and he does want you to be proud of them and that is something that is important to see um and it takes a long time to get to that point for me anyways it did take it took a long time and it's still going to be a process still but was it worth it absolutely so knowing everything you've gone through if you could choose to be straight would you no i wouldn't <laughs> no i can sorry it's it's a, it's a really big question and i i wouldn't because it's my painting it's my design I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm fiercely proud of it. And I want to show others that they are beautiful pictures and that they don't have to change who they are to be looked and loved mm-hmm. because they are a masterpiece no matter what anybody tells them. 
Absolutely. So thanks for joining us. Um, heavy topic today, but uh, but really good. Yes. And Shane, thank you for being honest and being willing to share your story with people. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week because we're going to be diving more into this and, and what happened afterwards and what that looked like on the grounds for us in our relationship. Should we have a statement that's like our like a go-to, like a catchphrase or something? Yes. <laughs> Remember, nobody keeps elephant in the closet. <laughs> Say what? Nobody keeps elephant in the closet <laughs> no. instead of baby. <laughs> no one puts elephant in the closet. <laughs> so we'd like to end our podcasts with a, a, a simple benediction, a blessing, if you will. It's an old church term. <clears throat> and remember, Papa loves me just as much as he loves you. <laughs> and, that, and that's a trunk full. <laughs> Get it? Elephant, trunk. <laughs> oh it's terrible alright we'll see you next week keep growing my friends